0: Log Talk Radio.
1: of the pajama party. I want it with Papa Didi. I am you to Hello. And red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling.
1: Hmm.
2: Happy Friday. Yeah. Oh, midway. Midway through the month. Hey. We're
1: almost three quarters through this joke. Hey.
2: Mm-hmm. I just went through the month. You're right. Midway, well, three quarters of the year. But halfway through the month. This is hump day for the month.
1: This month had a perfect calendar ending. It's like every week ended, you know, like like it, it began. Like it began and, and is ending the same way. If you look at the calendar, it's like the whole, everything is full. No crossovers. Oh, really? Because the end of the week next week it's like a full full week before every week before the next week and i mean it sounds strange but like i said this is this is the next to last end of the next week so at the end of next week come monday morning even though monday is the 31st you know you're done so Uh i don't know if that made any sense at all but uh,
2: i'm confused but i'm gonna take your word for it i'm just saying
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm
2: gonna take I your word for it. I'm gonna look at, at the calendar about. so I can see. Yeah, look at all the
1: weeks ending, and then like when the month ends, the, the when the month ends, the week begins, and it's just it's just weird, you know. I I was able to focus on every week like this ain't the end, this ain't the end, next week is the end, and then Monday is the new beginning for November. It's crazy.
0: Yeah,
1: it's crazy. Yeah, you, you it's got crazy. Mhm. Okay. I mean, usually the month ends okay. on a Wednesday this month gives you one full week before it ends so next week is your last full week before the month's over let me explain it like that okay oh, yeah. that, that's a
2: little is that better yeah because we were about to hit you with the cuckoo bird yeah
1: but okay yeah. now Bang,
2: cuckoo. Bang, cuckoo. Bang, cuckoo. <laughs> hey hey nothing wrong with the cuckoo bird oh, there it is and, uh, uh, uh. But I think we got
0: uh,
3: you. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. We get all right. It,
2: yeah. All right. So, what's our what are we leading off with tonight?
1: You know what I want to lead off with is uh, re- returns. Um, I think that uh, the one thing I noticed is uh, what do you call that place? Amazon. Mm. You know, whenever they mess up, you know, because you go to order something from Amazon, and they'll tell you in a minute that, uh, you know, something's going to be there. Next day, next day. And then it don't show up. And But do we complain about it? We just wait for the next day, in most cases. Nobody ever, like, I mean, some people may that use Amazon a lot, Make call and complain and all that, but the average person... They'll they'll send cuz Amazon is famous for that. When you're going to get old, I got the Prime, I'll get it tomorrow. You know, and then it don't show up that day. Then it then if you got Alexa to go along with Amazon, you know what I mean? Now you are in the house completely. You got all all Bezos' toys, you know. <laughs> and Bezos say, "Oh, your delivery has been delayed. That will be delivered on the 23rd." Now that was never part of the agreement at all. The agreement said tomorrow. And now but people say, Oh, Amazon messed up, blah blah blah. But Basil's the richest almost the richest man in the world. I mean, he would be a he would be the company to call if you're gonna return anything to anybody, you know. I mean, we were about taking back some cold fries and McDonalds, you know, but but when when Amazon deliver our stuff we, we let it go. We we just well, uh, they're supposed to deliver it tomorrow, but Amazon said they'll be here Saturday. So I'll just get it Saturday. Well, damn, you know.
2: But what other recourse do you have?
1: With well, them? They, well, they, no. What recourse do they have to be on time? They, they're it's a multi-billion-dollar company.
4: Mm-hmm. They
1: make all these promises. They got the whole prime thing that you pay for. You know, they got all mm-hmm. these different company, these different depots
4: mm-hmm.
1: in different areas now, neighborhoods. Especially around the DMV, you know, they got them in Maryland and the, the, the northern part of Maryland, the southern part of Maryland, D.C. Yeah. They got them over in northern Virginia.
4: They All rich. these
1: Amazon plants, they got everything they sell, isn't it? I mean, we need to complain to them. They got big money. Okay. What do you think? I, well, what say you?
2: Uh,
1: you're an avid, you're an avid, uh,
2: I, you got I a, you got
1: a hole so. in, your, in the middle your arm for for them if there was a drug you'd be strung out on them so what do you think
2: well i mean (laughs)
1: Mm i i do
2: realize that you know they they do they honestly they do piss me off when they do that because the the problem that i have with it and not just them with other companies that if they give you a delivery date
1: let's talk about amazon
2: well, I'm just saying, you ask me what I think. No, we're
1: talking I think Amazon. that
2: companies, Amazon included, oh, if God. they give you a delivery date, I expect it to be there on that date. I don't want to hear about a delay or it's going to be a few more days. Uh, we're so sorry. I don't want your apologies because the problem specifically with Amazon is that you've got so many choices of products on the site. So when you select one, sometimes you select that particular one because of the promise of I can get you this one tomorrow. you put your
1: full trust in there.
2: And then you look at stuff and think, okay, do I want this one or do I want to go with that one? Oh, this one says I can get it tomorrow. The other one said it would be two days, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to go with the one day. And then they turn around and screw you and say, oh, it's not going to get there next day. It will get there the next two days. And
1: they knew that from the beginning.
2: See, that's what I wonder. Did they know it? Is the problem on the delivery end or is the problem on their end? Is it FedEx? Is it USPS? Or is the problem on their end? I I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. I don't know.
3: Okay. What do you say, Kevin? Well, I don't know what Amazon y'all ordered from. But the Amazon mm. that I order from, my packages are always on time. Oh. And yeah, a oh, lot of times. me. Hello. Yep. You got to redefine. five-star rating. Oh. I've ordered. You no, know, I've ordered. as my opinion. I'm telling you. I've ordered some things, and it says, okay, you can get this item. Um, If I order by 12 o'clock noon, I can get that item by 5 o'clock. And it's usually there before 5. So I've had no problem. Like I said, you got to read the fine print for one, and for two, you have to realize uh, or that what item that it is. So if they have abundance of substance in stock or that they can pull from, sure they're gonna they're gonna deliver to you on time. But I would suggest read the fine print. Now I've only had one issue, but it was through a third party that I got the merchandise. I didn't get it, and the party said that I did. So I complained to Amazon, because that's who I'm looking at. They refunded my money. No problem. No questions asked. I got my refund either that day or by the next day. So I've, I've had no issues with them. So, hey, kudos to Amazon.
1: So. Okay. Wow. She's
2: a believer.
1: Oh, my God. All right, well, we weren't speaking on a refund or stuff like that. We weren't talking about them. Giving your money back and all, we're just saying that promises <laughs> that aren't kept. Why? Let me. Well, let me, well, let me say you. this here. All right. Well, let me <laughs> say this here. Now, if we was a, mm-hmm. let's just say I was. If all right, I understand. See, I've heard the you know people that gave their answer like you did. I hear that in a lot of cases. But let me say this here. What if I was boycotting Popeyes about their chicken sandwiches or something they did wrong to me? And if you wanted a chicken sandwich, would you cross my picket line? I'm not supposed to buy
3: no chicken chicken. I can go home and make my own damn chicken sandwich. I don't need
1: a So no I mean, you know, mean, with, if, you know <laughs> if you love pop, like you love Amazon, if you love Popeyes mm-hmm. like that, oh, I love Popeyes. I, and I'm out there. Pick, I'm a one man picketer, and I'm picketing. Would you cross my picket line? I go to another
3: damn
2: Popeyes, shit. <laughs>
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Okay,
2: okay, you're not going to cross the line (laughs) But you're just not going to go in that Popeye Right on, right on Y'all are funny I I think I would be cautious about going in Because even if one person is out there It would make me wonder What's up with this store It probably would make Uh, me kind of think Ah, do I really uh, want Popeyes today?
1: Sometimes I see Sometimes I see black folks. They don't support jack. Another black person could be pissed. You know, it could be well, a big racial thing, and another person wants shoot. I'm going to get my damn cooked fried chicken. I be shit for that. Get my shit. You know, we we got you know. that unity. Thing. Yeah, we got that. Like, yeah, I need to get that, my. That
2: issue goes back generations. hmm I need so to keep it's my. Hard for us to be unified. Yeah,
1: I need to keep my arteries clogged, so I'm going to get my fried <laughs> yeah. chicken. So I anyway. My
2: cholesterol special.
1: Mm-hmm. That's how we how they
2: do. All right, well we are gonna right. keep it moving.
1: Let's move
2: on. All right, let's move on. Cattle, you ready for the rundown? I'm ready. Are you guys ready?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready.
2: I got my seatbelt on. Go for it. What you got? You okay? Uh,
3: in focus, the midterms and the debates. Also, what's going on with Kanye West? Do we have to?
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> is it time for Dan Snyder Washington Command to go? Yes. Also, uh, our cocktail of the week is a Honcho Float. What's popping with Papa Didi? Family Matters. You are lighten it up with the weird news. California Baker creates life-size Han Sulu out of bread. Also, Nigerian City celebrates twins with festivals. And um, terrified fish by the thousands throw themselves on the beach. I'm just saying with red wine. Never for the city with Papa Didi. Draymond Raymond Green. Okay. Also, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kisser list, and the last word. And we have a new uh, segment called Kettle's Corner. We're going to get into relationships tonight as well. And uh, last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with
2: In Focus. I'm sorry I'm sorry that was my phone hello hey I, I can't talk right now we're on the air yeah we're live on the pajama party show you know it's Friday night and that's what we do we'll call the show you, you're missing it we're on a commercial break I really can't talk they're, they're staring me down call the show 914-803-4306 you got it 914 803 4306. It's the pajama party show. You know, we do that every Friday night. Oh yeah, we're getting it in. So call the show or hit the website, apajamaparty.com. Gotta run. We're on the air coming back from a commercial break. Thanks. Bye-bye.
1: Welcome back to the John Parting Hills his Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And
2: Red Wine. Don't swine, darling. All right, it's time to get into it. In focus, uh, I'm going to jump in first because I want to talk about the midterm elections coming up. We cannot lose focus of that. And let's talk about some of these debates. Hopefully everybody got a chance to catch a few of them or You can still see them on YouTube if uh, they weren't live in your area. But we got in Florida some of the debates. In Florida there was Marco Rubio versus, uh, Marco Rubio being the Republican versus Val Demings, assistant, and that's for the uh, position of state senate, going for the senator position there. Now in Georgia, quite a few in Georgia, In Georgia, for state senate, there was Reverend Raphael Warnock versus Republican Herschel Walker. If you didn't get a chance to see that one, please look it up. Look them all up, because all of these were very contentious debates. But that one is for a senator for Georgia. Uh, Also in Georgia, the 14th Congressional District, there was a Democrat, Brother Marcus Flowers versus crazy woman republican marjorie taylor green that one was off the chain uh again in georgia for the uh governor position stacy abrams my sister democrat versus the incumbent republican governor brian kemp that one was another crazy one and in uh, maryland we had for governor uh, westmore democrat versus Dan Cox, and there was a, another Senate debate in Wisconsin between Senator Ron Johnson, Republican, versus Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, Democrat. But that brother came for Ron Johnson. If you didn't see that one, boy, Ron Johnson started talking some stuff about how uh, the, the Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes didn't really have his finger on the pulse of, you know, things like the cost or the rising cost of gas and all of this stuff, and he said, "Oh, he doesn't know anything about the cost of gas because, unlike me, I drive myself around." Uh, Lieutenant Governor here has a chauffeur that drives him around 365 days of the year, and that's eating up all kind of taxpayer money and. He went in, you know, made it for a second. It sounded bad for the brother. The brother shot back and said, "Oh, if we're going to talk about taxpayer dollars being spent, let's talk about the private jets that you bought on the taxpayer dime. How about that?" I was like, "Uh oh!" I mean, they were going at it.
1: This was Ron Johnson. This
2: was Ron Johnson. This is in uh, Wisconsin. That little skinny man, Ron Johnson. He's the uh, current senator in Wisconsin. The lieutenant governor, Mandela Barnes, is the challenger.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So they were sparring. I mean, all of these debates, you know, they,
1: yeah, they try to start out
2: like they're being, you know.
1: Yeah, respectful, or, and, yeah, respectful yeah. and But then they polite. go hard, yeah.
2: Yeah, then it turns into a, a verbal boxing match.
1: Yeah, well, that debate with um, your girl, uh which one?
2: Marjorie Taylor? Marjorie
1: Taylor Green, oh, yeah. and that brother is running against her. Whew.
2: Yeah, his name is uh, Mar- Marcus Flowers.
1: Yeah, Marcus Flowers. Yeah, they. She, she just showed who she really is. I mean, she was just all over the place with stupidity and just uh, just blaring out like a a, a scorned woman, you know. It's almost like you it put everybody in mind that you, you know, you're in a relationship, you know, and you're dealing with a crazy-ass woman. And and some crazy shit's coming out of her mouth every every time he says something, she just came back with crazy shit, crazy shit, crazy shit. It was it was it was amazing.
2: And she was so rude,
1: rude, and and always off kilter on everything they were talking about. I mean, she's just on one of the racist loops where you your parents didn't teach you but so much when you grew up in these rural areas with the Klan and all this right-wing stuff. And and then you get out in public and all you know to talk about is that loop that you learned. You just keep talking about the same old little racial, all the the little terms, you know, like that woman that said, you know, like a pig with lipstick and all all those stupid-ass, country-ass, off-the-wall, mountainside, backwoods, terminology, dry-ass humor that they think is funny which ain't got nothing to do with politics. It's just bashing people. And how she became, well, she ran unopposed when she became a congressperson.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and you know, and she's trying to talk where she's trying to scare him off. And she also talks like she's threatening you strong. Like if you you oh, yeah. say the wrong shit, she's just going to cap you at night. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is just crazy. Yeah, she's she, straight she was crazy. She
2: coming at him. She's but straight crazy. The one, the one... Out of all the crazy things that she said, the one that really stunned me is when the moderator said, okay, now each candidate can ask the other candidate one question. So her question to Marcus Flowers was, with you being a father and a husband and you say you're a man of faith, how can you, as a Democrat, get behind the Democrats who are responsible for the mutilation of the child genitalia of shit. children.
1: Of child and I was like, children. wait, was, what? Well, yeah, yeah.
2: Who's mutilating children's yeah, genitalia? where did that come from? Exactly. I was like, what? And then you the commentator
1: said, all right, you? now let's get back to reality.
2: Ooh, said,
1: let's said, let's get back to reality and ask a little question. You pull up on YouTube. But Margie what I children, liked was Marcus you know,
2: Flower's response, and she spewed all this stuff out like it was a fact. She came at him almost like a machine gun. How do you down there mutilate, the the genital mutilization of children? Mm-hmm. And and then she said children having mastectomies. I was like, <laughs> what? And after she yeah. says all of that, Marcus Flowers looked at her and he said, wow, that was a lot. He said, Ms. Green, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. I was like, man, that was the best response. Because like I said, did. she's
1: on a loop. She hasn't learned but so much. In those backwoods, and now when she's on on stage, all she knows is what her her ass grandfathers and great grandfathers have taught her, and that's all she knows. That's all she focuses.
2: Well, she's also a QAnon yeah. believer, so yeah. this kind of stuff that that mutilization mess, that's all that QAnon <laughs> crazy. So you know she gets. I was into the right say, where that. is she
3: getting all that shit from? Yes. from
1: what what they what they bring back to their little powwows. If you know, it ain't backwood okay.
2: foolishness, it's QAnon stupidity. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. They don't get,
4: so out, they
3: don't get out much. Is made
2: up. So yeah. I don't know where they up. come up to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, don't
2: know. I mean, those, those folk are the ones that were talking all this stuff about how the Democrats are Sexually abusing children and doing all this kind Saying of thing.
1: Saying what they want to say. How you know where job. they get all that stuff? I mean, that's the easiest job they ever. That's the easiest job they ever got. The easiest way to get it. You didn't have to interview. You just got it through votes. Yeah. And then when you get there, you got the the best benefits on the planet. You know what I mean? You got a, a staff. You're making good money. You you rolling with the. You're a congressperson. My goodness, just royalty in America, senators and congresspeople. And, wow.
2: Well, do yourself a favor and look yeah. up some of these debates.
1: You know, on YouTube, yeah. So you
2: can see what's going on because it is, like, it yeah. is wild out
1: there. Dr. I is an old boy. Oh, veteran yeah. out of uh, Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, that was a lot of them. It's
1: a lot of them. In Ohio, they got two people, who, two white guys going at it. You know, they're, they're, they're going up for the Senate thing, too. And they're they're beating up beating up each other crazy. So it's just, and this is the first time we really got a chance to look at the midterm election. At least me anyway. It's always been about the presidential election. The midterms have always gone right by, and I think that's why a lot of politicians have been politicians for twenty years because mm-hmm. the midterms would come along without a whisper, and people said, well, who, who do we usually vote for? Oh, oh, well, we usually vote for Bob Dole. and They vote for Bob Dole, twenty years in a row.
4: Yeah, And they said, oh, I've been,
1: I've been a congressperson for 30 years. Yeah, because nobody knew who else to vote for, and they never knew when the midterm elections were. And, you know, by that odd year, you just became over and over the winner. Because, but now Trump really you have to thank for bringing all this election stuff to the forefront because, you know, as much as he done stepped in the dog shit, you know, it's making people now look at everything twice again saying, wow. Well, what, how yeah, did they get in true. there? And now now we're saying, okay, we really need to pay attention because how did this person get elected? Well, they won during the midterm. Nobody knew. You yeah, know, so. people
2: just slid, in. slid people in during the midterm. Well, I have huh. one other piece, and then I'll let it go. In Virginia, they're having a problem now because the notices that came out to let people know where their uh, polling location is, thousands of them went out with the wrong information. Yeah. So people were showing up, you know, during the early voting at the wrong place. So Everybody when they try down. to vote, they're told, oh, you can't vote here. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be place that's 30 minutes yeah. away from here. It was crazy. So they're saying now in a statement that came out today, according to Associated Press, that the Virginia Commissioner of Elections, her name is Susan Beals, said that the department determined that a mailing of 31,000 voter notices with the incorrect polling place locations, had gone out to voters in seven towns across Prince William and Fairfax counties. Yes, by mistake. It was a
1: mistake. Your ass just got caught.
2: By mistake. You tried to you they say. do
1: some foul stuff and your ass got caught, and now you're saying, oh, oh, that was oh, oh
2: that was a mistake. They they
1: caught your ass by sending people on a wild goose chase, basically. Yep. And you know, it's just it's a mess. Everybody's led by such antics. You know, for you to sacrifice your life or your career or your job just because you're a Trumper and you – oh, it's it's, it's very interesting, man. Oh, I forgot
2: to mention that five states have abortion on the ballot. With all of this talk, these politicians are talking about abortion. Only five states right now have it on their ballot, and that's uh, California, Michigan, and Vermont. They have a proposed constitutional amendment that would allow people, you know, give people the right to abortion and reproductive freedom. But then in contrast, Kentucky, if they get their measure uh, approved, it would disallow all constitutional rights to abortion in the entire state of Kentucky. And then the other state is Montana. They're trying to get a measure that states if an infant is quote unquote born alive in any state of development, they require that a doctor try to save their life. So what I read in that is that's another fancy way of saying they're going against any kind of abortion. That's what it sounds like. When they say in any development state, that sounds like if a child is aborted or a fetus is aborted, the doctor is required to try to save the life of the fetus. So... Sounds like dear, they're, they're just saying abortion without saying abortion. So it's interesting with all of this talk with the politicians about abortion. Only five states actually have it on the ballot,
3: because
2: hmm. so some states, you know, have already dealt with it. So anyway, that's what's going on with the midterms.
3: <clears throat> wow, um, I'm just one tidbit. I just want to try to find out where um, Dr. Hall's come from. <laughs> I mean, he came
1: out uh,
3: of nowhere. He mm, came, I mean, came from Oprah. Uh, undercover? I would have never thought o- he would Oprah. run. Oprah's the one who brought
1: Oprah. his ass into life. It's oh, like oh my God. You
3: burped him, huh? Oprah yeah, burped him. And Dr. Phil. Yeah, I know. She burped him. She burped Dr. Saying,
1: Phil. Uh, Racial Ray. It's,
3: yeah, Iyana Bonzon. All of them, I know. But uh, it's amazing I how
1: that, he's
3: yeah, into politics yeah, now. That just um that mm-hmm. just blows my mind. He, I mean, he just snuck in there somehow. I guess it is. <clears throat> okay. Right. Oh, yeah, he got, got his own story, one. yeah. 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 Oh, all right. I got the next one. Um, I guess we're going on from crazy to crazier. I guess. Um, oh, what is going on, on with Kanye? Yeah. What is going on with Kanye West? That's the question. The fallout over Kanye's controversial comments continues. Um, I guess I'm pronouncing this right, Ben Lantigia. This is a French fashion house that's had a long-standing relationship with Wes and his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. Um, this fashion, um, French fashion house, has no longer uh, any relationship nor any plans for future projects related to this artist. Um, okay. It did not elaborate further. Earlier this month, Wes walked the runway um this French fashion house, uh the twenty uh twenty three Fashion um week show. Just one day before this, White Lives Matter stunt at his own Yeezy presentation. You know, his his brand is Yeezy. So yeah. at his particular show they wore, wore um White Lives Matter um uh, t shirts. Um he immediately faced backlash after the show and uh the uh, Fashion House is the first major company to end their relationship with West. So, um, West is not just any person. He is a pop culture icon with millions of fans around the world. Um, he's he a big influence thing, of people. Telling you. But uh, this is why it's necessary for all of us to speak out. Hatred and anti-statistic uh, you know what I'm trying to say, should have no place in our society, no matter how much money is at stake. So for this big pop culture um, person, just because he has money, it doesn't give him the right to, you know, say the things that he's saying. Also, the um, George Floyd um, family, they're suing him as well for $250 million because of some crap he said about um, George Floyd. Um, you know, that he was um already high and just some things that he was saying some things against him that this man didn't kill him. He killed himself. I'm like, okay, Kanye, you've gone too far. So what, what do you guys think about that? I mean, how would you feel if you were a big company? Would you have ties with him or would you just continue on?
1: You know, personally, over the past, past couple months, I've been listening to people and people's views and all that, and it just seems like people are really afraid to put their foot down on real-life stuff. I don't know if people worry about their own reputations or, you know what I mean? It's getting to the point where everybody's so worried about their own brand that nobody wants right. to come in like they need to come in with anything, and, and you can't always say, I can understand that, because if you can understand that, then the same old thing is going to go on. Just like uh, the boy P Diddy, you know P Diddy and and him, they're I guess they're pretty good friends for what, for whatever reasons. I'm sure they go back or whatever. But we all go back with friends. But I got some friends from back when that I don't even fuck with now, purposely. You know what I mean? Just like on a, on a situation with Kanye West, when people start Why? to really freak out and flake out you know you ain't got to do nothing to them you know physically to to avoid them but for you to avoid them period to keep your life in perspective or or stay away from guilt from association situation but p diddy just like when p diddy got that award uh what was it for uh what was it um uh, lifetime achievement or something like that or oh, something uh-huh. on bt remember remember uh remember Remember Kanye was dressing that outfit where he was all covered up and stuff. You couldn't see his face or anything? Yeah. And
3: mm-hmm. had
1: that little mummy, mummified outfit on. And they were honoring mm-hmm. P. Diddy. And and what's name was up there with him? Um, who was that up Mary there? I, yeah, I think she was there with the other person that was there with them. He was bored to death with that whole thing. Um, I think it was Babyface. Babyface was on stage mm-hmm. too. And you can see mm-hmm. on baby's face when, when Kanye was talking, saying, you know, he's my friend. And I'm like, who is this person? I didn't even know it was Kanye <laughs> till the next day. But he was mm-hmm. just talking like like a like he, he found a homeless man off the street. You know, and it's just, and then to wear that thing saying white lives matter. You know, as a black person, when we go back to our early 1800s and middle 1800s civil war, in late 1800s, trying to run away from slavery, damn! I think Kanye West need to pop his ass back into the middle and mid- beginning, middle and end of the 1800s, and see the shit that we've been through. And to say "White Lives Matter," brother, that T-shirt was so fucking inappropriate. It wasn't even funny. But nobody got the balls to say that kind of shit well, on you the air. Don't you know.
2: forget that Kanye, at one point, um, I think it was during, gosh, what was in one of the uh, award shows when he made that comment about slavery wasn't all that bad or it was something yeah, crazy it about this. slavery. You yeah, remember yeah. that, Kyle? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Crazy.
2: See, this stuff's been going on for a while.
3: Right. And but, but been... he said. When he revealed that he's bipolar, shit, after a while, nigga, you said, excuse me, I'm damn mad. And said, the freak you out. Know.
1: We all bipolar, just a different, just on different levels.
3: <laughs> Shit. Okay.
1: I mean, I freak the fuck out for a minute, then I calm down. I freak out, I calm down. Shit, we all bipolar, you know. But um, yeah, but, but to
3: me, he, 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 he's just talking because he wants attention. I mean, you got enough money, you got, uh, you had a Man. wife, you got plenty of children. What the heck is yeah, going on
1: with your life? He's, he's not happy. He's not
3: happy. Yeah, he can't
1: not at all. be. He can't be. Mm-mm. Not at all. You know, he he has some tragic things happen to his life right on, right in public view. And um, I think when he lost that first girl, I think that really broke his heart.
4: Amorose.
1: Mm-hmm. When yeah. he lost Amaroos and lost his mother at the same time, I uh-huh. think I think that's I put I think that put him in a loop. Because I think the situation with Amarose was a natural progression for him and he was I think they had a real situation that was very real. And and to me, Kim Kardashian was never really the they they were they were like, man, that, that, that match wasn't even but then they got married with children and all that jazz and but that don't make it right either, you know what I mean? Having your initials on, on the towels in the fucking bathroom don't make that shit right at all. But anyway, that's another story. Anyway,
2: so he's bipolar. Huh? I just yeah, think he, he needs go really, like what Carol said, go sit down
3: somewhere and shut up. Mm-hmm. He Needs the attention. I think that's what he craves <sighs> for. And he don't get it. I mean, it's like medicine to him. He don't get it. Then he he's without. He's withdrawn. So, hey, you know what? So,
1: know what so he you know you know the last thing I wanna say, and I mean this sincerely. And then you got mm-hmm. the people out here or who are who are, who are fans of his mm-hmm. that stick with him through thick and thin like they don't see shit. And I'm saying mm-hmm. myself, Boy, you motherfuckers are just as crazy as he is. You know what I mean? And you gotta be somebody gotta say that. And I'm right. saying it as a mm-hmm. statement, not not mm-hmm. putting my foot down on it because I don't care either way. But I'm just saying that, man, people say, well, well, he's the greatest. He's a genius. I'm like, first of all, Marvin Gaye and fucking Stevie Wonder are geniuses, okay? All right, get Mm. your geniuses straight. All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think
3: in this this era, he might be considered as one. Um, You know, back in our era, sure, Stevie Wonder, like you said, are. But in, in this pop culture, this era, Oh, he he is, like you said, he is the shit. Um, Yeah, but but that's um, only
1: your music. In order to be considered genius, your music got to resonate with more than your era. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think Stevie Wonder Mm -hmm. can touch on anything. You could find a a record in Stevie Wonder's arsenal that can deal Mm -hmm. with anything you're going through. Love, Mm -hmm. death, marriage, birthday, funeral, wedding, you name it, you know, and I'm not saying, right like you say, that gener- if that generation has tunnel vision, you're right. If they're looking mm-hmm. down that tunnel with that light coming at them and that light is Kanye, then he's mm-hmm. a genius to them. You're you're exactly right.
2: I uh, would give Jay-Z right. genius status before I would give it to Kanye, and that's just my opinion.
4: Mm. And I'm just I
2: the, Well, I mean, I look at what Jay-Z mm-hmm. has accomplished musically, mm-hmm. financially, mm-hmm. business-wise. Mm-hmm. All of sure. that, to me, that trumps anything musically Kanye has done. Because what else has yeah. he done?
1: Well, the two, the two he put you, some you, really good well, in well, the Before we even go Jay-Z, let's go with people that was popping before Jay-Z. So I'm
2: talking was, about within that time frame. Right,
1: but also mm-hmm. let's talk about Tupac and Biggie. Them two motherfuckers mm-hmm. with trump. Would trump. Kanye but, and Jay Z, for that matter. But
3: you made a good point, though. Uh, Red wine. He is more versatile. Jay Z, as far as rapping, to me, Kanye, mm-hmm. to me, is a better rapper. But Jay Z, he's not just music. He's he's a music mogul. Yeah. So that means you have other other entities that you are doing. You know, from champagne to clothes to whatever. So I oh, agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's more widespread than Kanye. Uh-huh. I think maybe that's what it is. Kanye need to go do something else. <laughs>
1: you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, like go okay. sit down and shut up. And, and, and do some of the, the <laughs> gears too, like you said. If his fans love him and he think he's a genius, do something mm-hmm. to guarantee your fans, because everybody else is saying, "My brother,
2: shoot. Yeah, go yeah. go back in the studio and release yeah. some of the genius. Why don't yeah. you focus yeah. on that? You trying to be mm-hmm. a fashion designer with all that crazy yeah. stuff? Then he pulled mm-hmm. out of the deal with uh, what shoe company was it Adidas? He had some mm-hmm. kind of deal with Adidas. They were supposed to be releasing a a shoe or something with him, and at the last mm-hmm. minute he pulled out of the deal because he had some disagreement with that. And then people that are Kanye believers started trying mm-hmm. to launch a thing to boycott Adidas. I was like, "Why are y'all trying to boycott Adidas? The business deal was yeah. not to Kanye's liking, so he walked away right. from it."
4: Right.
3: I so think he just doesn't Why then people be want control. to like
2: boycott Adidas? Like all of y'all, go sit down. Yeah, right.
3: I just think he has yeah, a control. He's yeah. out of control. It's just, it's just, he, he can't, he can't keep himself. speaking. So
1: well, all that has to but do anyway. is bank account. You know, your money really yeah. dictates your, your your movement. And speaking of money. Um, if you're done with that story, I'm a, yeah. I'm a segue mm-hmm. to a story that's got to do with money and everything else.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, sure, mind you,
1: now, mind you, uh, this is about your boy. Uh, I know both of you all love him. His name is Dan Snyder. Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Anyway, now, before I say the story, let me say this here. Uh, about, uh, it had to be a couple of years ago, you realize that Dan Snyder uh, turned... Um, He signed off. He basically not really signed off on his ownership, but he put his wife in charge of the ownership. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, that was his choice a couple years ago, okay? Mm -hmm. Because he knew what was coming. See, that's Mm -hmm. one thing about money, again. Money gives you the opportunity to see the big picture, Mm -hmm. okay? Long before little people see it. Now, I'm going to read this story and let you see why I said what I said first about his wife having control of the, what they call it, Redskins, commanders, whatever. Commanders. Anyway, now, here's the story. All right. They say it's time for Washington commanders. Dance time to go. After finishing its investigation into the Washington commanders for workplace misconduct last year, now, i remember, I'll tell you two years what he did. The NFL handed out an un- unprecedented punishment. Not only did the league fine the organization, an NFL record $10 million, but owner Dan Snyder also agreed to relinquish day-by-day control of the team's operations. Let me read that line again. But owner Dan Snyder also agreed to relinquish day by day control of operations of the team operations. Now he did that two years ago, long before the NFL told him to do that, because he knew it was coming. So his wife yeah. actually runs that team, mm-hmm. and he, as he is a unspoken owner. Well, not unspoken. What's the term for that? He's a silent, a own. silent owner. Silent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is all big money shit, okay? Big mm-hmm. money people got big money lawyers, big money accountants. They know what to do long in advance before it trickles down to the bullshit. And that's what he did. That's show mm-hmm. you really how smart his ass is. Although Snyder agreed to the punishment as part of the deal with Roger Goodell, it appears he hasn't exactly been holding up his end of the bargain. That's bullshit. He already gave it up mm-hmm. on his own. Show you how much these writers and, and you know, journalists know. According to a story from ESBN published on Thursday, Snyder has been defiant of a number of issues, including his punishment. He's just faking the funk because he knows as long as his wife has ownership now, he already emptied his pockets on it. He's saying, mm-hmm. I run shit, okay? Because the mm-hmm. wife probably owns it now with him as the fucking obituary if something happened to her. You know what I mean?
4: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: it's deep. It's deep. One key part of the story notes that uh, Carlton Wentz, you know, the quarterback, your boy, the trade only happened because Snyder pushed for it. Even though due to the punishment, he was supposed to have a zero say in any personal moves, let alone one of the biggest trades of the offseason. Well, he's mm. a silent owner. He can say what the fuck he is. His wife probably don't know jack shit about quarterback mm-hmm. issues and all that jazz. I mean, this, this is such an atrocity on, on so many different levels. You know, and then you got the... Uh,
2: he ain't supposed to be involved. If right. that was the punishment, he's not supposed to say nothing. Yeah, well. But go ahead. Hmm.
1: I'm going to house arrest, and I'm not supposed to go out to the front porch and get the newspaper. Oh, shit. I went out the door and got the newspaper. Yeah. Anyway, however... woo <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although the Mm -hmm. the the commanders have denied that portion of ESPN's story, according to the coach Ron Rivera, who at this point is a big old Spanish patsy, okay. Now the owner, Mm -hmm. the uh, owner, the the operations guy is a black guy. He Mm -hmm. got a bunch of black staff members, old redskin players as different staff members and consultants and all that. Why is Dan Snyder now? obviously surrounded by black people
3: Mm-mm.
1: and people of color what is that about he
3: said we're gonna protect them. i guess we're gonna he's
1: got them. the so he's, he's got the him. blackest staff that you would see amongst any owners whenever there's a mm-hmm. press conference with the commanders there's seven negroes up on stage
3: whether security. it be old
1: quarterbacks old this old that the guy the young dude who's running Op- football operations and the quarterback, the one MVP, was his name. Uh I forget the brother's name. Uh, his staff. I mean, it's all these black people around him. Is that by design? I mean, it's crazy. So, I'm
4: just saying, man.
1: We, you know, where where are we as black people in this world? We're we're such the paxis of things. You know, like for example, I give one more example before I go. Right now, there's four teams left in baseball that's going for the, the championship for the World Series. They're still playing the American League champion and National League champions. You got the Yankees playing the Houston Astros, and you got the Phillies playing the uh, San Diego Padres. Now, the team is the American League. The Houston Astros is coached by a black man named Dusty Baker. Old guy old brother. He he was up during the days of Willie Mays and Hank Aaron and all them guys. Now, he's won two other championships with this team over the last couple years. And they're about to win the championship again this year because they're just that good. But the Houston Astros was in a cheating scandal where they knew all the plays of people around the league and they were flagged on it. So when they got flagged on a cheating scandal, they brought Dusty Baker in, a black man, to manage the team, to get out of the scandal. Since he's been there, they done won two championships with Dusty Baker. Now they're up again for a third championship this year. Ain't nobody talking about Dusty Baker. He's the baddest motherfucker out there as a manager for baseball, and baseball's all Hispanic and Dominican and white. There's no Negroes in baseball no more. He's the only black person damn near left in baseball kicking ass, Got a hell of a team doing their thing, and nobody talks about him. You ever hear anybody talk about Dusty Baker? No, well, they talk about to Dusty Baker. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. That's all the hell you hear. LeBron James, the fucking the ten usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Every time you turn the news on, Russell Wilson, yada, 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 yada. Whew. I'm into that. Okay. It's crazy. Okay. Get off your okay. soapbox. Huh? Yeah, I need <laughs> some, cholesterol. No, no, I need some no. cholesterol. medicine on it. Oh my gosh.
2: Okay, bring the mm, blood pressure mm. down. Oh, maybe what oh, you need oh. is a nice cocktail. How about a cocktail of the week? Okay. All
3: right. Can we All
2: right. can we get the cocktail of the week?
3: We sure can. I must. It's a good segue because I'm I'm going into his uh, territory.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, come on with it. What you got for us? Oh, wait. It's time for the cocktail of the week with Kettle, brought to you by <laughs> DC Homegrown Entertainment. Take it away, Kettle.
3: All right. This is called the Huncho Flow Cocktail by Martell Blue Swift Cognac. That's some good stuff. It's an audacious, spirited, DSOP cognac by Martell. Martell, uh, the ingredients on this cocktail is the um, Martell Blue Swift, eight, eight parts of that. Uh, vanilla peach syrup. Um, also water, need peaches. Vanilla bean, seeds removed, please. And uh, a demarera dim, a sugar, the sweet-ass sugar. <laughs> also uh, peach for garnish. So we're going to put all these ingredients in a mixing glass and stir, and then pour into a rocks glass over ice. And that is the Honcho Flow Cocktail by Martell Blue Swift Cognac.
2: All right. A cognac okay. cocktail. Wow, that sounds good. I like that peach in
3: it. I do, too. I like the vanilla peach syrup. Um they show you how to make that once you look up the recipe, um, how to make the vanilla peach syrup on that. So but, okay, uh, sounds pretty
2: good. Did you, you try that one, Papa
3: Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kettle. That's the Huncho Flow. We'll make sure make sure that we uh, get that one up on the website at apajamaparty.com. dot com. Click on the Cocktail of the Week, and you can get that and other recipes will be available for you. Uh, thanks again, Kettle, for that. I needed that. All
4: mm-hmm. no right. We're going to
2: take, take a quick commercial break. Uh, let's see. And then we're coming back with a Papa Didi and What's Poppin'? On the Pajama Party Show, we'll be right back. Do you have unruly children? Do they misbehave in school and get bad grades? Are timeouts completely ineffective? Are you scared to spank them because they might have you arrested? What they need is a new school where discipline is number one and education is secondary. What they need is... Whoop
1: that ass academy. Here is a whoop Whoop that ass academy. We don't have discipline problems know why we're privately owned and we do what we want and when kids get out of hand we whoop hand. time out is for football games when kids want to show off we don't give them a time out we just whoop it we don't make a kid stand in the corner that's by house plan when one of our kids gets out of order we snatch him out of that classroom and whoop that ass here at wta academy we make sure they learn the
5: basics of reading and writing math and science But above all else, they learn discipline. This is what will keep your kids out of jail. Make the world a better place. Sometimes you got to whoop that ass. And we do. Here at WTA Academy, our motto is, we
1: care enough to whoop that ass. They may not read and write too well, but they'll act like they've got sense. Because we whoop that ass. So bring your kids on down to whoop that ass academy. We'll get them straight. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Ooh,
2: I'm scared of that school. It's time for what's poppin'. And Papa D. What's poppin', Papa D? Break it down. What you got?
1: Uh, well, I tell you what, I had a couple choices. Uh, I don't know if the family matters on here, but I got this thing in front of me too. I've been debating which one to. Hit on, I got that woman, uh, Kelly Ripper Poor Kelly Ripper You know what gets me is that when when I When I look at people that got so much damn money You know But they talk like they're so hopeless And and, you know I guess hopeless is the best word I could use I'm not even going to elaborate on words You know, got so much money Been on TV forever You know And as we all know, advertisement controls TV, you know, and some of the things that our fellow black people like uh, Nat King Cole and people that had shows years ago in the television industry, they went out a big, they didn't, their show went off the air because they didn't have advertisement. Nobody wanted to advertise for a black person. So Nat King Cole had to go off the air and a couple other black uh, famous people that tried shows and everything back in the day it didn't last because the advertisement wouldn't pay for it. And the advertisement pays for television. So if you look at some of these shows and you see a bunch of commercials, all these new shows out, they got a show out called ghosts and all that stuff. And these shows, man, it's on for the first nine minutes when it comes on, but then commercials come on until, until 15 after. Okay. So that's six minutes of commercials, and we don't even realize it because the commercials just pop, 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 one after the other, you know? Hyundai, Soap, Baffled Bees, Wonder like this and that, that and that, bing, 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 blah, 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 and we look up, and we've been watching commercials for six minutes, mm. six minutes. Rough. Now, same with Kelly Ripper. She's been on shows from the beginning. They first brought her on when she came on to join. Uh, she was with Regis after Kathy Lee Gifford left. I don't know if you remember that. If you don't watch daytime or don't know about daytime, this is all foreign to you, and I apologize. But anyway, Kelly Ripper was a person at that time when she was first with Regis. She was an up-and-coming, you know, little, little movie, per, I mean, little TV personality. You know, she was young. Good looking think She was on the soaps, and she did well on the soaps. Everybody liked her and everything. And she was all, you know, doing her thing with Regis. And, And she came on after Kathy Lee, who was an icon with Regis. And they were together from 1985 to 2000, to the year 2000. 85 to 2000. Damn. All right. 15 years of, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee. That was big, you know. All of a sudden. Regis fell off and Kelly Ripper came on. But long story short now, she's writing a book. And the first thing she wanted to do was throw Regis under the bus. Now, this man was old when she came along. <clears throat> so to sell your book, why are you going to just go in on the old man? Well, it was his show, so it was hard for me to blah, 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 blah. But you ever heard the, the expression that we have met the enemy and it is me? Or you ever see a woman that breaks up from a man and when he's sitting in a courtroom and she wins everything and she turns to him and says, well, I'm just doing everything you taught me. You know what I mean? That's how Kelly Ripa is right now. She's talking about her damn self. You got never talk about anybody. Look at you. You sat up there after him and then you did with all these old co-hosts. You went through co-hosts after co-hosts after co host and then you met this tall, dark, and handsome brother named Michael Strahan. Fresh off the championship from the New York Giants. You know? Tall, handsome, tan guy that you jumped on like a ton of bricks. Y'all were finishing each other's sentences. You know? Mm. He pulled a chair out you from you when you went to sit down in the morning. Did everything. You loved it. You loved you had a beautiful black man by your side every day. But one day, Michael Strahan, with all that smiling and all that popularity, came to the, to Michael and it was always Kelly Ripa and Michael kind of thing, was always her first. All of a sudden, the executives from ABC called Michael Strahan upstairs. And Michael didn't tell Kelly he was going upstairs. They offered him like eleven to thirteen million dollars and said, Look, we want you with George Stephalopagus and uh Robin Williams. Was it? Robert, Robert, Robin it, Robin uh, Roberts on a daytime joint. And a bunch of other stuff, you know, the hundred thousand dollar pyramid and all kinda of shit. They said, You handsome me shit, man, we want to put your black ass all over A B C in the morning mm-hmm. And he accepted it, signed a dotted line. It was effective immediately. Now, when Kelly Ripper got the word of that, she took off sick. They had to throw some reruns on. She was out for two weeks. Gone. Pissed off. Y'all ain't tell me shit. Somebody could have told me shit. Somebody could have said this. Well first of all, ain't nobody gotta tell you shit. First of all. Because A B C is paying fucking paying uh, Strayhand. You ain't paying Strayhand. The show you on belongs to ABC. <clears throat> but what's so ironic is that Kelly Ripper was making $11 million a year and Michael Strahan was making two. So what, the black man gonna sit there and watch your ass make fucking $9 million more to fucking him every year? And he's a fucking superstar football player and you ain't done shit for the soaps, okay, and no. maybe some movies and whatever else you did. I'm not putting your career down, you know. But she was pissed off for two weeks. wasn't talking nobody. All freaked out. Time of my about daddy. I'm, I'm I'm from Jersey, you know. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yeah, she
2: she went off on that.
1: She went off on that whole move. It was out of her mind for a while. Her and Michael wasn't speaking and shit. It was crazy. Now she got a book saying, and then she jumped on, and, and what's the name, jumped on her ass, Kathy Lee. Says, how dare you talk about Regis? His wife, Joy, and their grown children on the whoop your ass. Who are you to start talking about this and coming out with all this tell-all shit and all that, as much as you done fucked up, you know, and your husband? Who's to say who, what, what the fuck was up with that? He handsome as hell. You know, he started doing movies and shit and everything else. I mean, it was just now she got a child is about to do a movie. So my question to her is, Kelly, with your rich ass, what the fuck are you complaining about? It doesn't seem like you had such a rough life to me. And what gets me is people are all over the place because your lily white privileged ass life got a kink in the fucking spokes for five minutes. And now you feel like, oh, I well, now you send up beer with your boy. What's his name? Uh, the boy from uh, Ryan, Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Okay, you got a little handsome white boy. I'm sure he's still playing second fiddle to you like everybody else plays second fiddle to you. And I'm sure you're still rich. And now your children are grown, so you got much more freedom to do what you want to do. ABC ain't fucking with you. Your show is still on every day, God sends. So there again, I'll say for last time, and I'll close out. What the fuck are you complaining about? Are you kidding me? Ooh. I'm out.
2: Okay, now. Like, what more do you want?
1: Drop the mic.
2: Okay. Oh, Kelly.
1: Kelly, right. Kelly. I know that sharp girl. Huh. No, uh-uh. I
3: stopped watching the Graham last. Uh, yeah. I used can watch with Regis and Kathy Lee. That was pretty entertaining. You know,
1: that was, the was bottom line. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It was entertaining when Michael Strahan was there because they had a nice combination. Yeah. Oh so sure, Michael said, sure. I'm making two million fucking dollars. You making eleven million dollars? Mm.
3: Yeah.
1: what <laughs> He's out. Piece
3: the fuck out. I think, I think after he did Good Morning America, he was on their and then he was on there, people were grabbing at him. They they liked his personality. Yeah. They liked what they mm-hmm. saw. So yeah. right. he was market he was very marketable. So that's what it was. And A B C grabbed his ass. Out.
1: And they grabbed him mm-hmm. before somebody else grabbed him. I liked
3: him mm-hmm. on the internet. Right, mm. I do too. He's funny, but see, they didn't offer him more money than Kelly of course, because she's a veteran. They were not gonna give him he more does. than that, and then she really would have been pissed. So well, oh, he
1: well. didn't tell they shit. love he me. Loved when he left. Yeah, she was pissed off when he left. Boy, she was yeah, done. Yeah,
2: she was salty after she that. Said, one.
1: This is fuck. Y'all mm. took my nigger man. Y'all took my nigger man.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Mm, mm, mm. All right.
2: Well, we're going to shift gears and go into a brand new segment called Kettle's Corner. He's going to go into Are You all right over there? Yes, I'm
1: good. Thank He'll lift.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: We got the okay. defibrillator
2: on standby. We're oh,
1: going to go
4: into
2: Kettle's <laughs> Corner. Uh-oh. Let's go into Kettle's Corner. Uh-oh. What what you can we take a little corners? CC
3: for a second? Can we take a
2: little CC break for a minute?
1: You got to, you got to get oh my
2: goodness! I was ready to go in the corner, <laughs> but okay,
1: uh, we'll take
2: a break and then we'll come back with Kettle's Corner on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Red Wine just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult On Mind Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it: PJs only, no clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Red Wine, are
1: you talking about the pajama party? Where we talk about hot topics, mood reviews, living for the city, and what's possible with me about eating. I know yeah,
3: you guys so. aren't doing this part without me. Tell me what you're Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at AvaJamaParty.com or call us
2: live? 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter. and Don't forget to tip the list. Okay, now is the time for me to sing.
1: All right, welcome back to the John Party. i host, one of those, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling.
2: All right, now, are you ready to go into Kettle's Corner, brand-new segment? <laughs> yes. We're excited about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Kettle's corner. Kettle's corner. Let me go back and get your theme song. Y'all put the put the on oh, oh, I have a theme song? Oh, thank you. Oh, you didn't yeah.
3: know? I okay, like that, man. might be my girl
2: again. Oh, Papa D.D. said all superheroes have a theme song. Oh, oh.
1: All right, oh, oh, oh. all right. Oh, 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 oh. It's
2: time for Kettle's Corner with our very own Kettle. Take it away, Kettle. What you got in the corner tonight?
3: All right, Kettle's Corner is about relationships tonight. Um, we have some white. Uh, uh, Someone to write in, and her name is Jessie We won't give her last name, but Jessie K. writes to ask the uh, Pajama Party crew about her two relationships. She says, I am dating two men. One is smart, intellectual, and funny. But the other man is 10 out of 10 in the bed and knows how to take care of business. Which one should I stay with? She says she's been dating both of those uh, two men for about two years. She said, I am a 27-year-old, smart, intellectual woman, but I do like a man that knows what he is doing in the bed. The men are both in their mid-30s. So should I keep seeing both or drop one and keep one on the side?
2: Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm you're ready. the relationship doctor, <laughs> so I'm gonna let you answer that one.
3: Oh, O M G! Oh, dang, I gave you no feedback.
2: <laughs> I, I'll give you some feedback. I want to hear your take first. Um. Well, my
3: take is first of all, her age. She's still young, so she's still experimenting. <laughs> That's how I look at it. She dealt with these uh two men for two years in the mid thirties. Usually a man in their thirties kinda know what they want. So, um hmm. I could go with the, the guy that's uh, um funny and smart and intellectual. Now the guy in the bed he may just want somebody temporarily just to do what he wants in the bed, and that's it. You know, he sounds like he doesn't have conversation. So um, if someone being smart, intellectual, funny, if that's important for you, then I would go with that gentleman. The guy in the bed, I think it's just a you know fly-by-night thing. Even though they've been dating for two years, um, you know, there's a lot of unanswered questions like, when do I see him? When do I talk to him? Is it only at night? Is it the booty call or what? So, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I would go to the, um, the guy that's smart and funny. That's what I would go with. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. Well,
2: so. I agree. I agree with you. I would say <laughs> mm-hmm. that I agree with you because if she calls herself a smart woman, intelligent woman, She's dealing Mm -hmm. with one man who's an intelligent man. That to me sounds like both of these people have the capacity for learning, expanding, and growing. So if the only issue is the intelligent, as she calls him, the intelligent man that makes her laugh, is Mm -hmm. not as pleasing in the bed, how about you teach him what you like, what you need, what you want? Oh wow. Well, you well, know, since you got all this intellect, you you say you're sitting on <laughs> uh-huh.
0: enlighten
2: the enlighten the man and let him know, mm. teach him what yeah. it is that you want, and if he's able to to give you what it is you need, and you're getting from him what you need, then you need to let that side piece go. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. for two years. That's a long time to be dealing with two people.
3: Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, it's a lot to juggle.
2: <laughs> it is. I don't know how mm-hmm. she's able to do that. They must be in two different cities or something, because I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I know some women are smooth, but that that takes a lot. Papa yeah, Didi, you does. gonna weigh in on this one? <laughs> You're <laughs> there laughing. Let's that's get, that's get a man's point of view. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you say about it? What do you think she should do?
1: Well, um, but what is what is her intentions going forward? And how old you say she was?
2: 27.
1: 20, oh, 27. Okay. You want to know mm-hmm. what
2: should she do? Should she keep them both? Should she kick one to the curb?
1: Well, first of all, is she on birth control or...? <laughs> It ain't going on no, yeah Well, yeah, no, no I'm joking, uh. but um, but um, my question is, uh, you know, like like Red Wine said, they must not be in the same proximity proximity. Cause mm-hmm. mm. I think you got to find out what's their security level and what's their drama level. I think really? that's really what's important today.
4: -hmm. Who can
1: you who can you deal with, and who's bringing the most bullshit? Because you know the Johnson is one thing, boy, but the drama is another thing. You know, and if the other Mm -hmm. person if the other person isn't that much of a knock your socks off in bed, but he ain't bringing no fucking drama. Mm -hmm.
4: Because sometimes
1: people they got all that heavy, you know, sexual fever and shit. There's usually a ton Mm -hmm. of fucking bags that come with that shit. But you know. (laughs) <laughs> that's just my opinion on that. So okay. go for the less drama and the less. Uh... Yeah,
2: that's a good one. Go for the reduction of <laughs>
1: drama. Reduction of drama. Teach huh?
2: him what you need. And Mister Feel Good, I'm sorry, you got to go.
3: Kick to the curb, uh-huh. just like my girl says. No more drama.
2: <laughs> there you go. No, stop those booty calls, no more drama. And no more booty calls. No, Don't stop, okay. no, Papa, uh-huh. about, don't stop the booty calls. Those booty calls need a
3: spot. All right, Jessica, good luck to you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, good luck to you. Mm -hmm. All right, Mm -hmm. well, speaking of weird, is it time Uh -uh. for the weird news? I believe it is. Yes, it is. Okay, time for the weird news. Lois, this has been some weird stuff. Oh, no, Jessica, girl, get your act together. Like two years? Okay, I'm going to move on. Weird news. Uh I got one Uh for you. California Baker creates a life-size Han Solo out of bread. Oh,
4: uh,
3: boy. If y'all are
2: familiar with Han Solo from the uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. story is coming out of Benicia, California. Han Solo may be a hunk, but Hans Pan Solo is a hunk of bread. That's what a bakery in the San Francisco Bay Area has dubbed. It's six-foot bread sculpture of the Star Wars character as he appeared after being frozen in carbonite in the movie The Empire Strikes Back. If you saw the movie, he was frozen in this block of carbonite as he was trying to yell and escape, and they reenacted that in a big six-foot bread sculpture. Uh Hannah Lee Purvan and her mother, Catherine Purvan, that are co-owners of One House Bakery in Benicia, California, spent weeks molding, baking, and assembling the life-size sculpture using wood and two types of dough, including a type of yeastless dough with a higher sugar content that would last longer. I guess they didn't want mold to start forming on their work of art. Uh, the two worked at night after the day's business was done at the bakery. And they lovingly crafted details showing Han Solo's anguished face and his hand straining to reach out. Hannah Lee said she might have gotten a bit obsessed working on this project. So I saw the picture of it, if y'all want to look it up. It does look very similar, if not identical, to that scene from the uh Empire Strikes Back. So pretty good work. Shout out to them at the bakery. Shout-out to Hannah uh, Lee and her mama.
3: Mm. Does they say how many hours it took them to do it or days? Or uh,
2: they said they worked on it for two nights. Well. Oh, okay. Oh, no, wait. No, the two of them worked on it at night. I don't know how long it took. Oh, okay. Wow,
3: interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kudos to them. They, they okay. ran the
2: bakery during the day, and they worked on this thing at night. So. Yeah, I don't know how
3: long it took, but yep, that's my weird news. All right. All right. Um, this is this is an interesting one. Uh, from Ni- Nigerian City celebrates as oh. many twins with an annual festival. Um t- twins appear to be unusually abundant in Nigeria's southwestern city of Ibu Ora. Um uh, Nearly every family here has twins or or other multiple births. For the past 12 years, the community has organized an annual festival to celebrate twins. This year's event held earlier this month included more than 1,000 pairs of twins and drew participants from as far away as France. Okay. Um, It says there is no proven scientific explanation for the high rate of twins in this city, but they contributed to... Um, the the women that live there, um, their diet, Um, they use, um, it's a local delicacy called Amala, which is made from yam flour. So I guess whatever they eat, they're producing some twins. So, um, all right. Uh -uh. Uh, Nothing wrong with that.
4: Yeah.
2: That's interesting why so many twins are just in that one area. That they have this mm-hmm, twin mm-hmm. festival there. And you say that's in Nigeria?
3: Mm-hmm. It's, um, huh. um yeah, it's a city um Igbo, Ora, Nigeria. Okay. It says it's uh, a city of at least 200,000 people. And it's, it's wow. south of Nigeria's largest city. hmm so, no villas. I mean, I guess they're getting in. An <laughs> I don't
2: know. Somebody getting it in. Okay.
3: Uh huh. That's interesting,
2: though. Mhm. All right, Papa What's your weird news?
1: Just about terrified fish. About the thousands are throwing themselves into the Outer Banks beaches. Oh. It says mystified Outer Banks tourists witness a, a, a blizzard of act of uh, nature, a bizarre act of nature. Friday, October 14th, as fish began fleeing themselves onto the beach at uh, Oak, Oak, Oak Oak Island. This was multiple videos shared on social media show the ocean appeared to to boil with fish as they just tumbled each other out, out of the surf. It was also called the uh, bluefish blizzard. These oh. bluefish were the ones attacking these other fish, from my understanding. And I guess once they get up in the shallow waters, they got no choice but to jump out the water. Yeah. Cause they're just so scared and pissed off. But it's cool to show you that, um, you know, this is like the secret life of plants. How plants grow in the summertime and stuff pops out and, you know, tomatoes grow and weird stuff happens. and The same with the ocean. You know, we never know what's happening in there. Mm. Who's hunting who? Who's the king of the jungle? Who's the king of the sea? You know,
4: mm-hmm. they
1: say it's amazing and beautiful at the same time. Smaller fish are literally throwing themselves on shore to escape the teeth of the water. Bluefish have lots of teeth, and they'll kill anything they catch. Some videos show as much, much larger bluefish racing through the water to catch and eat the smaller fish. But what, but what happens when they get full? Because, you know, when a fish is full, eat too much, their stomachs split, and they die. Oh. So, well,
2: maybe some of them die from overeating.
1: Yeah, that that happens with fish. That's why when you have a fish yeah, tank. It
2: sounds like they're just on a bench, the way that the bluefish are acting.
1: Well, it seems like something is... Something is happening concurrently, crazy, and everybody's losing their mind. Mhm. But right. the interesting thing about it is, when you come up on land and you travel about two miles from the ocean, you see the same shit with people. So how crazy is that?
4: <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm just going to show you that the whole world is uh, going through some crap right now.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot of wildness going on
1: mm-hmm.
2: Alright well that wraps up the uh, The wild mm, I'm going to say the wild news The weird news <laughs> It's been wild <laughs> It has been wild Okay well I'm ready for I'm ready for I'm just saying uh, I'm going to be brief
5: No mm-hmm. I'm going to be brief
2: I just wanted to uh, Touch on something briefly If I may If I may mm-hmm. have the With your permission, I just wanted to talk tonight about student loan forgiveness. You know, there's been a whole lot of conversation around this whole student loan forgiveness program that President Biden has been, you know, trying to put in motion. I thought it was a done deal, but apparently various courts and judges and stuff I guess from pressure from you know people in the uh in the uh Republican party they are pissed. They do not want to see it happen. They're saying this is going to be a burden on everybody and it's going to create more issues with inflation and all of this stuff. And I just wanted to talk about it for a moment to say on the one hand I understand people's point of view where they say for a taxpayer's perspective, if the taxpayer dollars are going to be used to help pay, basically, when you give people money, you're paying. So if the taxpayer dollars are going to be used to pay off some of the debt for people who chose to go to college, and this is coming from some people who did not Choose to go to college or did not send their kids to college, some of them because they couldn't afford to, some because they didn't want to, some because they couldn't afford to, and now they're having to bear the burden of, you know, their taxpayer dollars repaying this, and they're feeling some kind of way, and I hear that, I get that, but on the other side of that coin, where do these people think this money comes from? for things like the defense budget, when the uh, money gets put into things like additional money for child child care subsidies and all of these other programs that the federal government participates in and puts money in to offset some of the burden on the people. Where do you all think that money comes from? It comes from taxpayer dollars. For those of us that are tax-paying citizens, that's what puts money in the federal government coffers so that they can pay for all this stuff. So how do you all get pissed over student loan forgiveness, but you're all right with billions of dollars that gets put into the defense budget when the defense budget, I mean the defense department got busted, what, a few years back for spending what was it? like a hundred dollars for a box of paper clips? you know, ridiculous things like that, because nobody was providing the necessary oversight. So it was like just a slush fund. But all that comes out of your taxpayer dollars. That's just how it is. That's how it works. So I just feel like you can get pissed and get all up in arms if you want to, but that's how the system works. Taxpayer dollars covers a wide variety of stuff, some of which you may be for, some of which you may be against. But you don't really have a vote necessarily in that because your tax dollars just go into the bucket, and then Congress basically decides where this money goes. So I don't know what to tell y'all. You pissed over student loan forgiveness and you feel like, People took these loans out, well, they should just have to pay it back. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, how many people have uh, filed bankruptcy who took loans out and they got their loans forgiven, swept under the rug? What do, you, what do y'all say about them? Should they be penalized too? You know, there's all too many other avenues for people to get loans forgiven. So why are they pissed off about this, talking about their taxpayer dollars? Ain't nobody taking money directly out of your pocket. So chill out. If the president wants to try to help people to get out from under some of the billions of dollars that people borrowed, sometimes under false premises, to go to school because they keep telling us, you can't make it in America unless you go to school, go to college, get a degree. They drill it into us. So then people do it, and then they're drowning in debt as a result. And when the president tries to help people get out from under it, now y'all want to be pissed? Man, go somewhere and sit down with that bullcrap. This is red wine, and I'm saying get over it. It's tax dollars. It goes where it goes.
0: Okay.
4: And
2: uh-huh. hey, you right. should hear some heard of heard these Republicans. They
3: out here tripping. As usual. Nothing new. They they take a stupid pill.
2: They out here tripping. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. I need some ice, so everybody go get a refresher, get some ice in your drink, and we're coming back on the other side of the break with Papa Dee and Living for the City. Woo! It's the pajama party. What can I say? I am Kettle from the original pajama party. If you haven't heard, Pajama
3: Party Show, you've missed out. We've got Hot topics, hidden and quitted Headlines, What's Popping with Papa Diddy, Our Weird News, I'm Just Saying with Red Wine, Living for the City with Papa Diddy, My Hollywood Wrap-Up, of course, The Cocktails of the Week, and uh, the World Famous Kitchen List. And, of course, we can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 914 803 3306 or listen live at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at A Party.
1: All right, welcome back with to party one Who's Papa D? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling. It's now time for Papa Didi and living for the city.
1: You know, that was funny what you said about. Uh, I knew you were going to talk about those student loans.
2: Yeah, I had to hear them.
1: I was going to talk about something else, but you really gave me an idea on something I wanted to talk about that relates to that. Now, I don't really watch it too much at all unless it's two teams that I really may like. And, um, but on Saturday, tomorrow, if you got on the TV at 10 o'clock, i see a lot of people usually got obligations and chores on Saturday, and they're doing different things, and they don't focus on the TV until Sunday when the pro games come back on, the pro NFL football games come back on. But if you cut on any major channel, sports channel, or network channels outside of NBC, I think ABC and CBS, on Saturday, starting at noon, you'll be watching college football up until 6, 7 p.m. on Saturday.
4: Hmm.
1: Easy. Now, When I say college football, I'm talking about some of these colleges. It's a division called the SEC. S as in Sam, E as in Echo, C as in Charlie, the SEC division. That's all your big money-ass colleges, big money-ass colleges. It should be the BMA division, big money-ass colleges but it's called the SEC. That's Alabama, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Tennessee. Now, Alabama just played Tennessee last weekend. Played in Tennessee. They had 103,000 people in attendance, not to mention the bands from both teams cheerleaders from both teams, boosters from both teams, all the stripes and stars and everything that goes to a huge college game. Crazy. 103,000 people in attendance. Now, mind you, most of these are students, but they're still buying tickets and jerseys and refreshments And everything else at that stadium has to sell to those 103,000 people. And it was packed. It was Tennessee, and they all wear orange. It was orange everywhere. Anywhere. Anyway. Most of your pro teams on Sunday, these these stadiums only hold about 40,000 at the most. 42. so Stadium in L.A. The new stadium probably holds about 52,000, something like that at the most at the most you might be able to get about sixty thousand in the texas stadium because that's all they really want you know i mean that's all they really need financially but these college stadiums hold a hundred thousand people that show up every weekend that's over twenty million dollars in revenue twenty five million when you count up all the stuff that's sold from Coca-Cola, the T-shirts, sweatshirts, paraphernalia, you name it. $25 million every single Saturday. It's on attendance and stuff alone. Crap, outside stuff. Now, they're paying the coaches, let's just say Nick Saban for Alabama. They gave him a $100 million contract for the next nine years. Nine years with Alabama, $100 million contract. Now, prime time, Deion Sanders, he's coaching for Mississippi State. Not Mississippi State, uh, Jackson State, excuse me, mm-hmm. in Mississippi. Now, they just had a water crisis. He down there trying to deal with the water crises and everything else. Just had a couple of his toes cut off because he had some blood clots in his legs and everything affected his toes. But he's doing all right. He was just on 60 Minutes last week, a couple weeks ago. 600000 a year he's making. Now, he's on a TV commercial with Nick Saban. They got an Aflac commercial on where they got the goat there, you know, mm-hmm. and the duck talking to the goat and the goat grabs a little gold necklace off the mannequin. So Nick Saban is on a commercial with Deion Sanders, one person making 600000 a year and Nick Saban making $100 million over the next 10 years, and they're still doing commercials together, so they don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? But what I'm saying is that college is making a ton of money. So why the hell is America owed so much money to colleges that are making so much fucking money every Saturday? They're making a ton of money. With the crowd they just had for the Tennessee-Alabama game, how the hell can anybody owe anything to them two fucking teams? And they're making $25 million a goddamn week for the next 10 weeks. They play 10 games in the college ranks. Multiply 25 million times 10 for each team playing a home team in their stadium. $25 $25 million in revenue times 10. This is at $5 a ticket. If everybody in that state had paid $5 a ticket, that'd be $20 million altogether with all the, the you know refreshments and jerseys and stuff they sell. Now, just multiply that if you ain't got nothing else to do. And ask me why the fuck are people still owing these colleges money when the football season alone makes over a billion dollars, two billion dollars a year. People should be going to school for free. But nobody looks at it like that. Everybody talks about the president and the tax money and the this and that and the this and that. College coaches, some college coaches make more than pro coaches. Colleges off the chain. UCLA, USC, Stanford, Sanford. Northwestern, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Washington State, Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, Nifty Lions. Oh, my Lord. These colleges make mad dough. You hear me? Mm. Mad money. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. You think about that. And they talk about the government.
2: Yeah, and they're the ones that got all the money. Anyway. Okay.
1: i over that for a minute. Yeah. Cut on your TV tomorrow at 10 o- one o'clock in the afternoon, on ABC and CBS. You ain't gonna see shit but college football. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna leave that alone. Yeah.
2: I'll say this much. Right. That's why I don't really watch TV on Saturday.
1: You can't. Ain't shit on. Unless
2: you're watching cable, you know, Netflix or,
1: or porno. HBO
2: mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm ignoring that comment. That's all. That's on regular television channels. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Kettle and the Hollywood Wrap Up. So get ready, Kettle. It's the show. All right. Show. Call us tonight, 914-803-4306, and press 1. And if you're listening online, if you want to get in on the conversation, you've got to call in, 914-803-4306. Did I say the number? 914-803-4306, and press 1.
5: Okay, we'll be back on the other side of the break. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306 and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party, so call us now. And remember, it's PJ's only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling.
1: Right, welcome back. to am John Paragon, one of those Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine.
2: I'm a darling. It's time for Kettle and the Hollywood Wrap-Up. Do it, Papa Didi. Do it. Do it. You ready?
0: Do it.
1: Hollywood. Hollywood. There it is. Take it Good away. Boy, All
3: right. All right. Thank you, thank you. Um, Two top comedians are going on tour to close out the year, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Code headlining in 2022 uh, tour. The comedians are closing out the year with the seven-city tour that will kick off December 1st in San Diego before heading to Phoenix, uh, San Jose, San Francisco, Sacramento. Um, that will round up December the fourteenth. Hey, we don't have to do too many shows. They're doing it together, so that's a lot of more power, star power. Also, um, Chappelle will travel to Hollywood, Florida, for his three date shows in December twenty seventh to the twenty ninth. Get your tickets now. They're going; they've gone on sale that's two days ago. So, guys are late. <laughs> so, um. I wouldn't mind going to see them if if they were, you know, coming to D.C. or something, or possible. I mean, why not? So. All right. Uh, Jada Pickett-Smith is back in the knees as usual. A red talk table, Um, Jada Pickett-Smith says, Will Smith's ex-wife, Cherie, once walked into the couple's master bedroom. Okay. Honestly, who cares? So they talked about it on the Red Table Talk of course. Um, and the episode streaming on uh streamed on Wednesday, uh, titled Are You a Toxic Forgiver? Kicking off the episode, the ladies discussed the early years of their relationship and both agree that they overstepped one another's boundaries while trying to blend together their family. Okay. Everybody knows um uh, Will Smith's uh, eldest son Trey is by the first wife. Um the other two were by um Pinkett Smith, so um, hmm. I wish I was a fly on the wall and hear that conversation, but um you it's walked in there. Uh, i look, it, it is that another entanglement or what? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's what I'm
1: talking about. Interesting. big
3: mama drama got a lot of pull over that wife shit. I got news for you. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. just, just too much for me. I'm like, sometimes people just need to be quiet of their own private lives. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross, haven't heard her name in a while. She shares why she did not let anyone touch her hair um, the first two seasons of Girlfriend. Girlfriend, girlfriends almost twenty years ago um uh, wow. uh she did my she said she did her hair herself because I was so worried that after I had finally nursed my hair back to health i was going to get it was gonna get damaged again, so um she said, uh-uh, can't touch my hair, can't touch my hair mm-hmm. Talk, talking talking about can't touch hair. it. yeah, she um is a co producer on a docu-series called The Hair Tales, um, It's premiering tonight. It's a six-part series focuses on all of the facets of a black woman's hair. It also includes stories of how hair has impacted each of the show's guests um, in terms of identity, creativity, and how they are perceived. So, of course, my girl Oprah, she's uh, one of the um, producers on it, Issa Rae as well. Um... So, uh, yeah, check it out. It's on own. All right. That's kind of neat. Okay. Way to check it out. All right. Um, back to Bill Murray and his antics. Um, he did an interview with uh, Gina Davis. And um, this interview was on the Arsenio Hall show. And she claims that Bill Murray. Had pulled her um, strap down from her dress. Now I saw, I now I, I I looked at it, and I thought they were both flirtatious. So he didn't do nothing that she didn't want him to do. Um, and I just thought, I think she's just crying wolf, Jenna Davis. I mean, I like Jenna Davis, but they were out promoting um the new show. Um, that they were featuring that time, but she claimed that, you know, he was, she thought that he was inappropriately uh, pulling down her uh, dress as far as the, um, the strap on her dress. Yeah, we just have to check it out. Yeah, that's what I say. I think she just want to make some noise. I think, I think that's what it is. So, okay. Anyway, um, Lapita the Younger, she um, turned down the role of the Woman King.
2: Which, by
3: the way, was an excellent movie. ten out of ten it was a ten and a half for me. um She turned down the role the um young lady that um, directed it was the same um, woman that uh, did the um love and basketball um,
2: oh really Blythewood, yes, is that her name
3: yes, Gina uh, Price Blythewood yes
2: yeah um, okay so
3: so Lapita she she started a short documentary about the um it's called the uh, uh, a Joji Tribe um, called Warrior Woman with um, Le- Le- Lupita Nyong'ga, and um, it was very admirable. The departure from it, she, so she, she was like, "I did that short documentary. I don't want to do, I guess, a full fledged movie on that." So she was just not interested. That's all. But my opinion, I think she didn't want to do it because she did Twelve Years of Slave and. That was very grueling. If you saw that film, I mean, she went through a lot to do that film. So oh. I think that might have, might have taken her back to that particular film. Um, if you guys you know don't what, know I, what the I woman didn't. I'm
2: mm-hmm. sorry. I was just going to say, I never saw that because I just have a hard oh. time trying to watch some of these slave movies. So I just never got around to watching 12 Years a Slave.
3: Yeah, to... Oh, I'm
2: saying, but that was... Um, A 10 out of 10, it
3: was a 10 and a half again. 12 Years a Slave was an excellent movie. Um, It's a pill jerker. It's a movie that's going to make you mad. Um, That's the first role that I saw her in, and she played the hell out of that role. That's
2: all I can tell you. Yeah, I I don't need those movies that's going to make me mad. I don't need that.
3: Okay. Well, you might not want to see The Woman King. The Woman King is about American (laughs) historical epic film about uh, the like I told you, uh, is an all-female warrior unit that protected the West um, African uh, Kingdom of Dahomey back in the 17th and 19th centuries. So this particular movie is set in the 1820s. It um, stars Viola Davis, she was a general who trains the next generation of warriors to fight their enemies. So it's um, based off some true characters, but they said a lot of it is um, uh, fictional, so but uh, you now still do enjoy it. I want to see now. that one, because that oh, one's not about yeah. a
2: slave thing, right?
3: I'm not going to break no silence. I'm not going to tell you
2: nothing.
3: You have to watch it for yourself. That's all I can tell you. A 10 out of 10 is a 10 and a half. That's all I can tell you. So okay, you if it's got in, some slave
2: stuff in it, we're going to fight. But okay. You will come out empowered and believe
3: that. Um, One last note, Um, Kevin Spacey is back in the news. A New York jury um, found him not liable for battery on the allegations. He picked up the um, actor, Anthony Rapp briefly and laid on top of him. This was back in 1986. The boy was 14 and Spacey was 26. Um to me, it kind of messed up Spacey's career. He's an excellent actor, but it kind of messed up his career because of these allegations. But um jury found him not liable. So um, from some other things that I did read, the, the little boy that talked about the allegations, seemed like he was jealous of Spacey because his career was booming. But he's 14. He was 14 at the time. And Spacey was 26. I'm like, how can you be jealous of somebody that is establishing themselves? So, but, um, exactly. That's what people do. I just don't understand it. But, you know, so
2: hopefully he can figure okay. up
3: the pieces and, you know, go on with his life.
2: So um, wow. that's my Hollywood wrap-up. Mm-hmm. So Kevin that's Spacey it. got canceled, like, completely. His career right. got completely derailed. Over yes. that whole
3: thing It sure did Only yep. to be
2: found mm-hmm. not guilty
3: Yep Because they kicked him off up. a
2: house of cards. Because that was an excellent
3: yeah. uh, show I never did see it But it was a top rated show at that time
2: Yeah I never saw it But uh, it got all the awards And people were just raving mm-hmm. about it But mm-hmm. I never got a chance to see
4: it Right sure.
2: Okay Mm-hmm. All right, well, before we run out of time, let's go ahead and hit this kiss-it list, Papa Didi. Can
1: kiss you tell it everybody
2: list. what's the kiss-it list?
1: Kiss-it list is the butt-hiny list, showing your butt.
2: Mm. Showing your butt? Oh, not like that? Okay, so who do you have on this week's uh, kiss-it list?
1: Uh, we got uh, Republican gu- gubernatorial candidate, uh, Carrie Lake. She's from Florida, isn't she? Uh, for claiming that if Dr. Mulder King Jr. Had not been assassinated by racists He would have been A supporter of Donald Trump And the far right movement
2: Oh my gosh Yeah, she's <laughs> Where is is stuff from Oh my God. I
1: think they just uh,
2: They oh talked just to get a
1: reaction I just think I think as black people, we really got to yeah. stop reacting to that shit because it's unreal.
2: I agree. Like I, agree. I agree. I agree. But <laughs> I, I remember hearing about this, and Dr. King's one of his daughters, I don't know which which one, but one of his daughters or granddaughters, somebody in his family responded to her and basically told her, you're full of crap. Yeah, that's so. a grand okay.
1: the, grand, the Grand Gateway Hotel of uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, for banning uh, Native Americans from the hotel because uh, they said they had a problem telling the good ones from the bad ones, so they banned them all.
2: What kind of mess? The
1: DOJ is suing the hotel. The good, the good Indians from the bad Indians, okay. That is wow. Cool. And, and your boy mm. Kanye West from just uh mm. just all of his freaking out in public, you know. I mean, if you're gonna do music, brother, do music, 'cause yeah, that's what got you're a famous list of for. Behavior issues. Do music, do music, you know. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know. You know what shocked me about Marjorie Taylor Greene? What's that? Is that,
3: What's
1: that she she had all this hair, this beautiful blonde hair at the interview and had her little makeup and everything on, but she really had no titties. <laughs> I really think that she needed to get some implants to match all that bleached blonde platinum hair. You know what I'm saying? Usually, usually titties come with blonde hair. And when it's not there, it looks kind of weird. Anyway, uh, a couple of Georgians that uh, tried to uh, cash Trump bucks with his face on it at the bank and got indignant when they turned them away. Now, they have something called Trump bucks?
2: Apparently. Hmm. Trump was giving them out at some rallies and stuff. And
1: they're supposed to be valuable?
2: No. They have no value. But these fools said, "Oh, we are gonna take this to the bank and mm-hmm. cash
1: them Jesus. in." I tell you. So they were like Jeffrey dollars.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like Toys R Us Jeffrey dollars. Toys R Us Jeffrey dollars.
1: Steve Bannon, man, I wanted to talk about him tonight too. You notice with Steve Bannon, he got uh, he got sentenced to four months in prison, but they say they're not gonna sentence him until after his appeals. Now, who the hell does that? Mm-hmm. How many black people get a chance to? Not go to jail when they get sentenced. Yeah. Before they get the appeal. And then we'll let him appeal for the judge So how the how the hell is, I don't understand that Plus, why is he always oh, smiling? God. You ever know he's, he's always smiling? He comes out of court after being sentenced and that motherfucker is smiling. That yep, kettle just said. Like right? it ain't shit. What? why
2: why white
3: is the kettle saying it again?
1: White white privilege. We can do that yep. That's why. It I is what it is. Yep. And oh, the yeah. last one on the list is uh, people who deliberately get close to wild animals. And you know who you are, you know? Yes.
2: People who stick their arms in cages. In
1: cages at the zoo. People
2: who try to get close Men. to wild animals trying yeah. to take pictures. And then they get their face swiped mm-hmm. off or they get eaten. Or whatever. I'm like, why do y'all keep doing it? I this? brought
1: some snacks for the monkey. And oh, the monkey, my God. And hey, you know monkeys, they dig and they butt and throw the shit at the people. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm.
2: do some well.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've seen monkeys. They but those chimpanzees
2: right can use their hand, paw, whatever, and they can take half of your face off in a millisecond. And people don't get it. They call them wild animals for a reason because they're so wild.
1: People sometimes mm-hmm.
2: stop doing it.
1: That's because they're in their house with their dog, and they think because the dog is sleeping all in the bed with them and all that shit that mm-hmm. they can just go to the mm-hmm. zoo and treat the people like, oh, please.
2: And Can stop. I just add, there was a lady who has a an emu on her farm. All her other animals have been diagnosed with avian flu, which is apparently very contagious. The emu has avian flu. She posted a video of oh, wow. she's laying on the, on, the, on the hay with the emu, kissing the emu all on the head and stuff. And people were telling her, you about to get avian flu. What is wrong with you? These, these W folks can't help themselves when doing dumb
1: stuff like that. And what about this thing called cow mooching or cow Cow cuddling. Cow cuddling. I don't know. They do a, of when a yeah. cow. When a cow lays down, you lay on his back and you put his head, and his mouth around your neck area, huh? and, and you cuddle with a cow. It's called cow cuddling. Yeah.
2: Uh, I've never even heard of that.
1: Before. Yeah, pull it up. It'll blow your mind.
2: That that sounds like some mm-hmm. wild country
1: stuff. They said it's comforting because of his heartbeat
2: oh and the way my he gosh. breathes
1: on your neck.
2: You know what? That's what babies are for. I'm
1: going
2: to just
4: leave that love. All right. Okay. Uh, we, anybody <sighs> else? Mm-mm, is that that's
1: it? I'm right. my crap on time. Your okay.
2: Boy. Well, we got a special that's gift for everybody on this week. Kiss and Listen. Kiss it is. my in my
4: head.
2: Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish
4: ass. This world, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You can
1: just All right, welcome back to john part one he was papa Didi, here with kettle hello why and wine.
2: bonsoir it's it's about that time about that time for the last word and then we're gonna get over and out of here Papa <coughs> Didi, what's your last word
1: my last word is to uh make sure you register to vote because it's coming up you know we don't have mm-hmm. but uh, almost two weeks left and i think that that 8th of uh, november is going to be uh whew, Ooh, like they said with, with the Pearl Harbor it's going to be a date they'll live in infamy it's going to be deep because that's what Bannon said when he got out of jail when he was sent to jail watch out it's the 8th of the eighth of November is going to change our lives I'm like wow what the hell is going on? is that going to be an apocalypse or something I don't know yeah. I don't know
2: my last word is if you have a student loan do the best you can with it if you qualify for government, government forgiveness, get your application in. The applications are now online. Yeah. Um, whatever the pause is because of judges and all that stuff, just put your application in. If you make less than 125000 for yeah. a single person, you can qualify. Yeah. So get your application in and try to get any assistance that the government is willing to get. Because if you're a taxpayer, you are uh worthy of getting any help from the government. And that's my last word. What's your last word, Kev?
3: Um, I'm just gonna chime on what Papa Didi said. Everybody got get out there and go vote. If y'all wanna make a difference, you know, stop talking about it. Let's be about it. So if you're not registered to vote, go vote. Um my thing is early voting's always good. Fill that ballot out in, and you're finished. You don't have to stand in line or, you know, just get it done. That's all. That's
2: my last word. All right. And I second that emotion. All right. Well, we're going to get on out of here. We thank everybody for listening tonight, hanging out with us. Thank you so much from coast to coast, shore to shore. We appreciate you. Uh, that's it i say going to say goodnight, and we're out. Oh, I wanted to say shout-out to the uh, ex-Prime Minister of uh, the UK. It. She only lasted for she six don't. weeks. Was... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you know what, y'all done pressed my list. <laughs> oh my <God>. I tried. <laughs> and,
1: uh, they the...
2: ran her up out of there.
1: So. Well,
2: she got a chance mm-hmm. to meet the queen. She met the queen. Yes, she
0: did meet
2: the queen. She met the queen. Mm-hmm. So, so on on. Other that, Other that, Other that's all, folks. That, that's all, My I night? bet Boris Johnson is saying, "I bet y'all want me back now."
0: Uh-oh.
3: Anyway, we gonna mm-hmm.
2: say good night. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night,
3: Goodnight Good night.
2: And good night from the Pajama Party crew until we do it again next friday initiating
0: shutdown sequence is it all over
2: rock i guess so
0: i bid you farewell herabitanti sayonara and all that sort of jazz
4: well
1: when i say when you gotta go you gotta go well good night javi cool i regret to announce this is the end
3: i'm going now
1: good night and good luck
3: was it as good for you as it was for me
0: now give me a kiss and say good night Good night. Good night. Thank you. Oh, Goodbye okay. now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.
1: Thank you for attending our show. And good night. <laughs>
0: No clothes <laughs> allowed, summer Growing put you do you No clothes allowed, summer